So here we are halfway through the semester and we've been studying Beethoven for a while and listening and I'm hoping that you guys are getting more and more inspired to play and to practice and to just sit around and listen to good music. Pretty soon there'll be lots of concerts to go to and we are doing great. We're going to start talking about the symphony number no. three, also known as the Eroica symphony. We're going to talk about Beethoven realizing that he's losing his hearing and coming to grips with that. And we're also going to talk about how he's making changes in his composition and how it's really starting to change everything in classical music. So first we're going to talk about what was happening with Beethoven and his hearing. He had moved to Vienna, he was very successful, and then all of a sudden he starts having problems. He starts having ringing in his ears and he doesn't know what's going on. And he's just really realizing that something is very wrong. He goes to see doctors and the doctors aren't very helpful. And he even wrote a letter home to Vaughn, to one of his best friends who was actually a doctor. And he starts to describe what's going on with his hearing and how he really knows that things are not going well. So he eventually takes about six months, I believe, and goes to a vacation area, which is called Heilingstadt. place where people would go to be one with nature, where they would have spas and basically go to heal. And so Beethoven has done that. And he writes a lot of letters. One in particular, he writes, deals with his coming to grips with the loss of his hearing, realizing that here he is, a great, great musician. He's wanting his whole future to be about music, and yet he won't be able to hear. And so he really, as you can imagine, gets very sad about it. In fact, he becomes so sad that he just thinks he doesn't want to live anymore. Then we can see him, and this is one of the reasons why we love Mozart, why we love Beethoven so much, is because he's dealing with something so incredibly difficult and he does it in such a beautiful and positive way. So he writes a letter and he talks about how he just doesn't think he can live anymore. And by the time he's done with the letter, he realizes in his writing that he's got to keep on living because he has so much more music that he needs to write and he's going to live for his art. And no matter what happens, he's going to do the best that he possibly can do and life is worth living. And this is one thing that really has made such an impression on so many people. And we can hear it in his music. We can hear this determination and we can hear his, his attitude about life. Yes. 
Another really important thing that's happening in this time period is Napoleon Bonaparte. I hope that you've heard about Napoleon. He is very important in the history of France. And I want you to remember, as we're talking about Beethoven before he was even 20, was learning about the ideas of freedom and democracy. And remember also that what's going on in the United States. It's the Declaration of Independence and United States and France are both really starting to get tired of kings and queens and we really want government by the people for the people. And people like Beethoven are very inspired by this thought and really thinking about how can our lives <laughs> be changed. Napoleon took over, he was fighting for the people, and then all of a sudden he becomes the leader of France. He set everybody free, there's no more kings and queens. But the problem is, he declares himself the emperor of France. And this is so awful for so many people because Napoleon has totally betrayed everybody that believed that he was going to save France and start making it a better place to live, they realize that, oh no, not only is he declaring himself the leader, but he's more than a king. He's an emperor. He's even more powerful, and he's going to try and conquer more and more people. So Beethoven was writing his third symphony. It was going to be bigger and better than anything he'd ever done before. And he was going to name it after Napoleon, and he was going to dedicate it to Napoleon. When he found out that Napoleon had declared himself the emperor, he took his eraser and he was so angry that he scratched out the name of that he had titled the piece, talking about Napoleon. And he now you can see it. You can see it on the original music that he wrote. There is a big hole in the paper. He was so mad he made a hole in the paper. Our listening today is going to be just the first movement of Beethoven's third symphony, his Eroica symphony. So what I want you to listen for are a couple different things. First of all, you need to know that the form that Beethoven is working with is called symphonic form. It's also the very first movement is in sonata form. So basically, that's the form that all composers who write symphonies follow, and it has a beginning a middle and an end. So the beginning is called the exposition, which is basically the composer putting out ideas and growing them. The middle part of it is called the development. So the composer takes all of those original ideas and then they change keys or they make some really interesting things happen. And then finally we have the recapitulation, which takes us back to the beginning material. And now it has changed because it's evolved through the development. Sounds really fancy, doesn't it? So you can talk about that with all your friends' sonata form. So the exciting thing about this symphony is Beethoven's first movement is 19 minutes long. So that means it's longer than most Haydn symphonies, just that first movement. 
and that's why we're only listening to the first movement. Just enjoy it, and it's gonna take a little while. There's a couple interesting things, that, there's so many interesting things that he does, actually. I want you to imagine him being inspired by Napoleon Bonaparte, this leader, person who has, in Beethoven's eyes, come from nothing. He was a common person. He wasn't born into royalty, and yet he's ascended to power and leadership. And Beethoven was very impressed by that. So I want you to listen for one other quirky thing that some people thought was a mistake. As we go back to the recapitulation, there is a moment where the one French horn starts the melody before everybody else. It sounds almost like he comes in one measure early, but this was what Beethoven wanted to happen. And it's a great moment. And I hope you hear it and I hope you enjoy it. And we'll talk more about the symphony this week.
Thank you.